Winter is nearly upon us, and every day outside it's getting colder. Imagine cutting the only cloak that you have in half to share with a beggar during a harsh winter, and in doing so, exemplifying the Christian virtues of compassion and generosity. Today, we take a look at St. Martin of Tours. Greetings, listeners of the Latin Prayer Podcast, and welcome back for another episode. Your dedication to the podcast and daily rosary prayers is truly appreciated. As we dive into today's content, I encourage you to check out the show notes for the daily rosary links, and please share this podcast with your friends and family. Remember that Pope St. Pius X once said, if there were one million families praying the rosary every day, the entire world would be saved. Together, we can play our part in making that a reality. Now, I do value your input, so please feel free to share any questions or suggestions for future episodes via email at latinprayerpodcast at gmail.com. Your engagement matters immensely. Whether you're listening on YouTube or on Spotify or iTunes, hitting the like button or leaving a comment is the easiest free way for you to support the podcast. Now, if you haven't already, please subscribe to us on YouTube and help us grow the Latin Prayer Podcast YouTube channel. And also, if you haven't already, please check out the Latin Prayer Podcast Patreon community. It's our goal to produce a higher caliber of content on a more full-time basis, but I can't do this without your help. By becoming a patron, you can play a pivotal role in taking the Latin Prayer Podcast to new heights and shaping its future. I've got four tiers carefully crafted, each offering unique benefits tailored to enhance your experience with more benefits to come. Your support directly contributes to the creation of meaningful content, and you have my promise to continue to improve your Patreon and podcast experience. Together, we can spread the beauty of the traditional Latin prayers and customs of the Catholic Church. So I want to thank you again for tuning in. Let's get started with today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you in collaboration with fisheaters.com. I've included the links for all of the content we'll be going through today in the show notes below, so if you'd like to follow along, you can do that by checking the show notes, as well as a way for you to support Fish Eaters directly on their Patreon page. So please check out the show notes. So let's take a look at the Feast of St. Martin, Martinmas. St. Martin of Tours, the glory of Gaul, was born around AD 316 in Sombatheli, Hungary, known then as Sabaria Pannonia and grew up the son of a Roman military officer in Pavia, Italy. He joined the Roman army and was sent to Amiens, where, on horseback, he met a starving man begging alms at the city gates. Moved by deep compassion, he tore his red woolen cloak in two with his sword and gave half to the beggar. The next night, he had a dream in which he saw Jesus wearing the half of the cloak he'd given away, surrounded by angels. And in the dream, our Lord asked him to look at it and see if he recognized it. He did, of course, and realized that he must convert and devote his life to Christ. St. Martin's remaining piece of cloak became a very revered relic. In fact, the building where his cloak, kappa in Latin, was preserved was known as the capella, the root of our words chapel and chaplain in English. When he was around 20 years of age, some Teutons invaded Gaul and were repelled. 
When he went before Emperor Julian to receive his reward, he was moved to refuse the bounty, saying, Up to now, I have served you as a soldier. Allow me henceforth to serve Christ. Give the bounty to these others who are going out to battle. I am a soldier of Christ, and it is not lawful for me to fight. Julian accused him of cowardice and had him imprisoned, but he was released after a truce was called. He then got out of the army in Worms, and after spending time at Iola de Abelnga, then Galaneria, he met up with St. Hilary, Bishop of Poitiers, and became his disciple, living a solitary life until others gathered around him, forming a Benedictine abbey of Leguigue. After a decade of this life, he went on journeys around the area to preach the gospel, and his popularity grew to such an extent that when St. Hilary of Poitiers' successor died, the people of the town elected St. Martin to succeed him as bishop in spite of St. Martin's protests. Indeed, St. Martin was rather tricked into the position, and this is according to Catholic Encyclopedia, when St. Ledurius, second bishop of Tours, died in 371 or 372, the clergy of that city desired to replace him by the famous hermit of Leguigue, St. Martin. But, as Martin remained deaf to the prayers of the deputies who brought him this message, it was necessary to resort to a ruse to overcome his resistance. A certain Rusticus, a rich citizen of Tours, went and begged him to come to his wife who was in the last extremity and to prepare for her death. Without any suspicions, Martin followed him in all haste, but hardly had he entered the city when, in spite of the opposition of a few ecclesiastical dignitaries, popular acclamation constrained him to become bishop of the Church of Tours. As bishop, he led an exemplary, simple life, a life that inspired the formation of yet another monastery, one called Marmoutier. He fought battles against the Priscillianists and the Ithacans, evangelized and set up religious communities as far away as Paris and Vienne, visited every parish in his large diocese each year, and died around the age of 81, so loved that he became known as the Glory of Gaul. St. Martin is the patron of beggars, vintners, equestrians, soldiers, tailors, innkeepers, alcoholics, and geese. He is usually depicted in art on horseback, handing half of his cloak to a beggar, or relinquishing his arms. His symbol is the goose. You may also see him riding on a donkey based on the apocryphal story of him walking to Rome and meeting up with the devil, who mocked him for not riding on a donkey as a bishop should. St. Martin is said to have turned the devil into a donkey and ridden him all the way to Rome urging him on with the sign of the cross. The angered devil cursed him with this palindrome, Signa te signa, temere me tanis et agnis, Roma tibi subito, multibus ibit amor. Cross, cross thyself, you plague, and vex me without need, or by my labors you shall soon reach Rome, the object of your wishes. To read more about the life of St. Martin, See The Life of St. Martin, which is a PDF, by Sulpicius Severus. If you visit the Fish Eaters page, there's a link to this, which I will also include in the show notes below. 
as well as a link to another site, which is called, I believe, Catholic Library, where they have this in its entirety. Let's move on to customs. St. Martin's Feast is considered the first day of winter for practical purposes, so alluding to the snows of that season, the Germans say that St. Martin comes riding on a white horse. Of course, it might not feel like winter if one is experiencing a St. Martin's summer, which is the equivalent of an Indian summer. It is said too that one can predict what sort of winter one will have by the conditions of St. Martin's Day. If the geese at Martin's Day stand on ice, they will walk in mud at Christmas. The feast coincides not only with the end of the octave of All Souls, but with harvest time, the time when newly produced wine is ready for drinking, and the end of winter preparations, including the butchering of animals, an old English saying is, his Martinmas will come as it does to every hog, meaning he will get his comeuppance, or everyone must die. Because of this, St. Martin's Feast is much like the American Thanksgiving, celebrated on the fourth Thursday in November a celebration of the Earth's bounty. Because it also comes before the penitential season of Advent, it is seen as a mini-carnaval, with all of the feasting and bonfires. As at Michaelmas on the 29th of September, goose is eaten in most places. The goose is a symbol for Martin himself. It is said that as he was hiding from the people who wanted to make him a bishop, a honking goose gave away his hiding spot. But unlike most Catholics, those of Britain and Ireland prefer pork or beef on this day. Now on Fish Eater's website, there is a fantastic recipe, goose with apple stuffing. Just looking through the recipe looks amazing. And so if you wish to take a look at this recipe and try it out for yourself, head over to fisheaters.com and take a look at the recipe. She's also included a wonderful ode to St. Martin which I won't be going through here because there are several stanzas. As well, on the website, there is a sort of dessert recipe. It's called Martin's Horns, known in Germany as Martin Schorschen. They look like some type of dessert roll. And yeah, I think this is something that my family might try this year. I'm going to finish with a reading from the Gospel of St. Matthew. This is verses 14 to 46. This is a parable that you are all, I'm sure, familiar with, and one that brings our mind from the present temporal affair that we live in into the eternal, and it shows us how we must amend our lives here on earth in order for us to reach our eternal destination, our eternal home. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Gloria tibi Domine. For even as a man going into a far country called his servants and delivered to them his goods. And to one he gave five talents, and to another two, and to another one. To everyone according to his proper ability, and immediately he took his journey. And he that had received the five talents went his way, and traded with the same, and gained another five. And in like manner, he that received the two gained another two. But he that had received the one going his way digged into the earth and hid his lord's money. But after a long time the lord of those servants came and reckoned with them, and he that had received the five talents coming brought another five talents, saying, 
Lord, thou didst deliver to me five talents. Behold, I have gained another five over and above. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Because thou hast been faithful over a few things, I will place over thee many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. And he also that had received the two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest two talents to me. Behold, I have gained another two. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Because thou hast been faithful over a few things, I will place over thee many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. But he that had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I know that thou art a hard man. Thou reapest where thou hast not sown, and gatherest where thou hast not strewed. And being afraid, I went and hid thy talent in the earth. Behold, here thou hast, which is thine. And his Lord answering said to him, Wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sow not, and gather where I have not strewed? Thou oughtest therefore to have committed my money to the bankers, and at my coming I should have received my own with usury. Take ye away therefore the talent from him, and give it to him that hath ten talents. For to every one that hath shall be given, and he shall abound. But from him that hath not, that also which he seemeth to have shall be taken away. And the unprofitable servant cast ye out into the exterior darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And when the Son of Man shall come in his majesty, and all the angels with him, then shall he sit upon the seat of his majesty. And all the nations shall be gathered together before him. And he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd separateth the sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on his left. Then shall the king say to them that shall be on his right hand, Come ye, blessed of my father, possess you the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me to drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Naked, and you covered me. Sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then shall the just answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see thee hungry, and feed thee, thirsty, and give thee drink? And when did we see thee a stranger, and took thee in, or naked, and covered thee? Or when did we see thee sick, or in prison, and came to thee? And the king answering shall say to them, Amen, I say to you, as long as you did it, to one of these, my least brethren, you did it to me. Then he shall say to them also that shall be on his left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire which was prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me not to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me not to drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in not, naked, and you covered me not, sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also shall answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see thee hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister to thee? Then 
he shall answer them, saying, Amen, I say to you, As long as you did it not to one of these least, neither did you do it to me. And these shall go into everlasting punishments, but the just into life everlasting. The Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Laus tibi Christe. To conclude, there is one final footnote included on fisheaters.com about this feast day of Martinmas. In America, November the 11th is also Veterans Day, the day to remember those who served their country in the armed forces. In the UK and Commonwealth countries such as Canada and Australia, this day is known as Remembrance Day and focuses more strictly on those who've died while serving their country in the armed forces. For Americans, this is more strict-focused, and it is observed on Memorial Day, which is the last Monday in May. But Veterans Day and Remembrance Day both began as Armistice Day, which is the anniversary of World War I Armistice, which is truce. Signed in the forest of Compiègne by the Allies and the Germans in 1918. In all of these countries, Red poppies are worn to honor the fallen. So to those of you that are in the United States, and to those of you that are in the Commonwealth countries, I wish all of you a happy feast of St. Martin, Martinmas, and a very blessed Veterans Day and Remembrance Day. I would like to conclude, as is the custom in the month of November, by praying the Requiem Prayer for the souls of all of the faithful departed, not just those who fought in the battles to keep our countries free, but for all those who are still suffering in purgatory and are in need of our assistance. So please join me in praying the Requiem. If you are unfamiliar with the words, I will have the words in the show notes. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Requiem eternum dona eis domine, et lux perpetua luceit eis, fidelium anime per misericordium dei, requiescant in pace. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen.